What's up, everybody? This is Jamie Josta from Hatebreed and Kingdom of Sorrow, and I'm here with Dom on MaximumThreshold.net. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is... Maximum voltage. Maximum power. Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show at... 440-709-4977. Maximum Threshold. And here's your host, Dom. And that's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way. Hey everybody, Michael from Maximum Threshold here with Mark from Legendary Maryland Bad Boys Kicks. Hey Michael, it's good to be here in Warrendale, PA, otherwise known as Pittsburgh, right? Yes, <laughs> Pittsburgh, also known as the asshole of America. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a Browns fan, so I have to say that. <laughs> See, I was brought up a Steelers fan. Okay, well... Because my parents are from Erie. But that's okay. That's so a, we say Sixburg. Sixburg. Right. We say Schittsburg. <laughs> uh, that's okay, though, because, see, like, in Cleveland, the problem is, mm-hmm. like, all these people that are born and bred mm-hmm. in Cleveland are turned to be out, out to be Steelers fans. And it's not just that they root for the Steelers they're like assholes about it. <laughs> if you're from Pennsylvania, I get it. Uh-huh. I get rooting for your team, like... We went to a game, and there was a Buffalo. We're, we're going to get to music, though. Um, there was a game going on. All right, I was at the game. Mm-hmm. And there's some Buffalo fans. It was fine. Everybody getting In along. In Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't do that when the Steelers fans are there. They're very belligerent. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And, and actually, if you, go to, if you go to the Steelers stadium with Browns gear, they're borderline violent right it's like it's football come on i know i know well it sounds like i mean you could say that about philly fans too yeah they're the worst you go to that eagle stadium forget it man what were they throwing at santa was it snowballs that year who knows whatever they they can get their hands on and they were like they like cheer when a guy gets injured yeah i mean it's just it's the worst it's i I don't even like driving through there sometimes yeah you know on my way up to new york or when we play up north yeah. It's like, are you going to get something thrown at the car? Or, yeah. You know. So are you, are you a diehard or are you just... Well, <clears throat> you know, my family is from... My parents are both from Erie. So it's not so much that I'm diehard. It's just that it wasn't permitted to like another team. Yeah. <laughs> so That's respectable. It was against the rules, you know. for your hometown. Right, right. So it's like, you know, I... I would it would be disrespectful to my grandfather and my other grandfather and blah blah blah. But my one, um, my dad's father was a, a, a Cleveland Indians fan. Yeah. So he was not a uh, not a Pittsburgh fan, but he, he he paid attention to the Indians all the time. So well, Erie's a little bit. I think it's a little bit closer to Pittsburgh, right? Was that about? It's like kind of in between. Like it's about an hour from yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, but I think you could be a legit Buffalo fan too if you live yeah. here because it's really not that far. Yeah, you could even go Blue Jays if you had to. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just all right in the same area, pretty much. I think part of it is because this whole area mm-hmm. of the country, we're all really similar. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, until you get into like the New York City area of New York. 
you know, right. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, mm-hmm. Erie. Mm-hmm. You could even throw in Detroit. And yeah, you could reach out that far. In Indianapolis, yes. and Cincinnati. But even. stay away from West Virginia, you right. know. You know. <laughs> so how'd you, how did you end up in kicks being from Erie? Oh, well, we're a military family, so we lived all over the world. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm not really, you know, my parents are from Erie, but I'm from, we like to say as military kids, I'm from everywhere. Yeah. So I, so I was born in Texas, uh, lived in Europe for a long time, lived, um, God, lived in Norfolk, lived in Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, uh, all, all over the place. And, um, so, so you just sort of latch on to, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you can, you know, so. If I'm in Texas, I, I always tell people I was born there. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm up here, I tell people, hey, my parents are from Erie because it's Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it just, uh, but my dad retired um, from the military and his last duty station was the Pentagon. So we were in Maryland, which is, of course, where Kicks is from. Yeah. And um, uh, I was playing in cover bands and uh, we were always warm up for kicks all the time and I was good friends with Ronnie back then when they were doing Midnight Dynamite and so so you know it's a small community that you know Maryland Pennsylvania Virginia music scene you know we all knew each other and uh, I was playing in a band with Steve uh, called Funny Money Steve and Jimmy and I and um, and then the kicks thing motor started asking you know if we wanted to do kicks reunions and they didn't want uh, Donnie to be involved, so I, and I, there I was standing there with a the bass. So there we go. So you <laughs> say seemed like a pretty obvious choice, you know. When you were younger, did your dad try to push you into the to join the military? No. Did, did he approve of the music? He did. He, you know, my parents were real good about. Uh, you know, my dad was strict because he's military, uh, but they were always real good about let me do whatever I wanted to do you know mm-hmm. if I was into uh, you know my mom always bought me books she always sat me in front of the TV to watch National Geographic and and my dad let me you know play t-ball or basketball or whatever I wanted to do he didn't care he to, you know take guitar lessons when I was a kid um, he I, and I remember one time I left for I, I had joined a touring band this was about 1988 or so and he comes into my room and he says you know I thought I was going to get the you know some kind of talk right and all he said was he's like look I know you're going out doing what you want to do I I think it's great but two things don't cost me any money via a lawyer and don't make your mother cry (laughs) I said "All right, I think I can handle that and that was really all he said about it and then uh, you know, later on in life, he, he, he came and saw me play a lot. And the last couple of years, he's been to a lot of kick shows and a lot of... Um, I play in a Rush tribute band called Sundogs. Mm-hmm. And he really likes to go to those shows. So, um, so yeah, he's, uh, he, they, they were always just encouraged me to do whatever I wanted to do. They never... You know, they didn't go out and, you know, buy me 18 guitars when I said I wanted to play guitar. But they certainly said, well, if you can figure out how to do it on your own. That's great. So, did they? Since it was a military family, did you have like some of that regimented discipline? 
or did um, they kind of just let you do your thing completely or did you it was you know it was a different time back then you know it was you know you left it you left home in the morning with your bike and you didn't come home until it got dark yeah and then if it, if it got a little too dark you might get in trouble maybe yeah. right so so it was never uh, it was never regimented it was just like you know you better be home by dark. Yeah. That was pretty much it, you know. And yeah. we just did whatever we want to. They, when I lived in Europe, they um, they got me a, a Euro train pass, and you just get on the train and go wherever you wanted to all summer. And I was 12, 13, 14, 15, wow. and I was just like, gone. And you, that would never happen Different nowadays. times, yeah. Yeah. And, you could you know, never do that now. Just gone all summer, just gone. Yeah. And um, so they... They, they, um, they were real good like that. I, that was a, a good, uh, you know. I hope, hope I can bring my kids up like that someday. Yeah, you know? it, sound, it sounds like you had a really good parental unit. Yeah, structured you because it was like you can do anything you want, just don't fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. All my dad ever told me my birds and bees speech was. I don't want to be a grandfather. Right. That was it. Right. Nothing else. I think that's about what my dad Maybe said that's too. why I turned out to be such a bastard and <laughs> you turned out to be so good. Um, so, I got to ask, because I'm mm. a Kicks fan, mm-hmm. and I always have to travel to see you guys. Mm-hmm. Is, is there ever any plan to properly tour, or you guys just do like a fly-in here and there? You know, if, <clears throat> and we've talked about this, it's um, the, the way that we're doing it right now is the way that we can make the most money so um you know there's no tour bus there's no guy to drive the tour bus you know what i mean so think about the logistics of that so if we did a you know a a maine to florida tour you know what clubs are open on sunday night monday night tuesday night you know so maybe you got three days or what venues you know maybe you got three days of a couple of tour buses sitting there, crew guys, drivers, and yeah. you're just paying and paying and yeah. paying. So, um, you know, if we got asked to do a, a big tour with, you know, Tesla or Motley or somebody, it, it, we've just never really been approached, you know, or do, you know, something with guns or something. It would kind of be. We would do it, but it, it would have to be, it would have to make sense for us, you know. It would have to make dollars, not well, just we sense. Well, we have, yeah. And, and we've been offered a couple of things here and there, but they just, um, they just didn't, it didn't make sense. It just didn't add up for us. Well, it would, be, it would also be a travesty as, as a fan mm-hmm. to see you guys come out and open for someone and do like... 40 minutes. 40, even an hour. I agree. Like, Tesla's one of my favorite bands. Love Tesla. We love those guys. And, we see them all the time. They're great and, guys. They, they still sound great, mm-hmm. and they have s- such a catalog. Mm-hmm. It would be a shame. I hate when they do, like, a 30-minute opener set, but oh. I know why they do it. Right. But, and you guys, like like I told you before we started recording, I, I, come, I go to M3 and see mm-hmm. you guys every year, and Steve sounds great. The band sounds great. You guys look like you're having a blast. Mm-hmm. And... Even, even my friend just said he saw you guys in uh, at the whiskey Sunday. Mm-hmm. He said, "Be ready." Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, and you know, you guys are still, <clears throat> still not. You're not just out there, just on the name alone. No, cashing a paycheck. we're not. We're not mailing in at all. I mean, we changed the set list up, so like we'll we'll even, you know, 
Jimmy keeps set list or sorry, Steve keeps set list on his phone and he'll look at the whiskey from last year mm-hmm. and make sure we don't have, you know, pretty much the same. So we try to change it up cuz I mean, I like going to see uh, Stone Temple Pilots, one of my favorite newer bands, right? Yeah. Killer heavy metal band, right? Everyone says they're grunge, but I say they're metal. And I go see them all the time, and they change the set list up too. But there's so many good songs that they can't not play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, like you, what if we didn't play Cold Blood? Wouldn't you want to yeah. string us up well, after would, the show? But, <laughs> you know like, what I mean? What would, like, some people unfortunately only know you from Don't Close Your Eyes. Right. What would happen if you guys didn't play that? You'd have to be like, I know. They'd have to put you in disguises and take you. Like, I love Clutch, right. another band from Maryland. I love oh, yeah. Clutch. That I was talking to them and I said, how do you pick your set list? And he said, well, what we do is, we there's four of us. Mm-hmm. We take, every day we take a turn on the set list, but there are certain songs we absolutely oh, have yeah. to play. Yeah. And every band has that. And it's a blessing and a curse because people want to hear it. So of course you, you I know, want to play I love Clutch. It, but at the same time, like you said, if you don't play Cold Blood, mm-hmm. Ring Around the Rose. Yeah, yeah. If you don't play, um, what what other songs do you have to play? Don't Close Your Eyes. And you have to play that. Pro- you have to have play to, Blow My Fuse. Yeah, you have to play Blow My Fuse. Um, Did I mention Cold Shower? You have to play Cold Shower, right? We, we've been giving Cold Shower a break. Um, Does Steve pack the umbrella just in case? No. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll put Cold Shower back in. But we played it. Um, uh, we played it for a really long time. We were looking at a set list, and it's like, well, this song's always in there. It was just time to take it out. Yeah. You know, it had been in there for four years or something like that. You know, it's steady every single time. And um, so we, so like this set list we're playing right now, where we put in a bunch of, we try to grab some stuff from every record. So, excuse me, we've been playing um, a couple deep cuts off of Midnight Dynamite some deep cuts off the first and second record so just because we haven't done it in a while yeah. and that's what we do to consciously try to make the set list different so when people come to the show they're like man this is the same old shit you know I love seeing the band but man they play the same shit all the time you know well plus after all the years you want to stay you got to stay interested of course you love all the songs yeah like you know they're your children but and I miss playing Cold Shower right now I'm like god dang man I mean let's be honest do, though you know? your, kid, your songs are like kids but everybody, no matter what a parent says, they have a favorite kid. Yeah, that's right. That's what is, true what's too. your favorite? What would you say your favorite song? Is? Oh man, I, from from the old catalog for sure. It's a toss up between um, uh, Rosie and um, uh, Cold Shower, and then Midnight Dynamite is probably a, a, a close third there. So that's one of my favorites. So, so. you said you're in a Rush tribute band. Mm-hmm. What do you do other than that when 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 Kicks doesn't have shows? That's it. That's, That's it. it. Mm-hmm. You don't no job. You're not. You don't. Oh well, that. Oh, you mean that kind like of the, job? Like, I, I I'm assuming people have jobs. Like, are you yeah. like uh, do, do, do you like uh, remodel houses? Are no. You a, are you a ghost hunter? No, I'll tell you what. Do you, I do. Um, do I'm actually a. Uh, Vice President of Information Technology at a federal credit union. Oh. So I'm a, I've been an IT guy my whole life. Oh, Mr. Smarty Pants. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. So, um, and I was a chief technology officer at a network consulting firm for about 16 years before this, this job. And uh, I've been working in IT since 
I, I used to go out on the road and then I would come back and help my friends' businesses because they didn't because computers were new. Yeah. And and my parents had a computer because my dad worked at the Pentagon, and so he bought a computer because that's what they were had at the Pentagon. So I had time to sit there late at night and play with the computer, yeah. and so I got really um, got really decent at. at doing computer stuff and it was easy for me. I remember when computers first came out, I was in like fourth grade. <laughs> I had this teacher, her name was like Miss Calla, mm-hmm. Callan or something. I'll never forget her because she was talking about she'd like to smoke a reefer to unwind sometimes, but they brought the computers in class. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this this computer bullshit, this ain't gonna take off. So I didn't pay attention. <laughs> And then this, I said the same now thing when us, CDs right. came out. Right. I'm like, this, I'm sticking with cassettes and 8-tracks. Right. You right. know, and it's like, I wish I would have, like, paid more attention. Not, <laughs> well, to, the, was... not to the reefer right. relaxation, but to the computer. Computers, yeah. 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 Well, well, I got lucky. I mean, it was something easy that I was, that it came easy to me. And yeah. I was good at it. So, so I always had a job. When I wasn't able to make enough money playing music, I could just go out and just, yeah. you know, pretty so much you're, name you're, my price. you truly do it for the love of music. Yeah. Because you have yeah, this. For sure. I, I mean, IT, mm-hmm. that's the way to go. Yeah, the money's not bad I mean, either. unless you're selling organs. Right, That's no. the way to go. No, you know? yeah. So it's, uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a good, it's good work. It's challenging. It keeps you thinking, yeah. you know. And so, and I always like something that, that, that challenges me mentally yeah. so. are you a Mac guy or are you a PC guy well so I used to be a, a PC guy and then about five years ago I switched everything over to Mac okay. and you know I support PCs at work you have to yeah. but um, all my personal stuff is all Mac so I have MacBook Pro and uh, my Pro Tools rig is all, yeah. all Mac and you know I got a couple of different MacBooks that we use for, for the Rush Tribute band so everything's Mac can you can you imagine back when you like when you were young, if you were able to just record ideas as easy as you can just throw them on now? It was so hard. You had to. I mean, I always had tape machines. We had went from a, a four track cassette to eight track reel to reel, and then we got then ADATs came along, and then it was you know that was heavy for a while, and I had all of that stuff, and it was such. A hassle compared now to put an idea down uh, of a song. So right now I could just turn on my phone and sing the melody in there and put the guitar chords down, yeah. and then just worry about it later. But and back then you'd have to go up to the studio, fire everything up, yeah. find a blank tape that you were sure didn't have yesterday's yeah. idea on it, right? And so, if you forgot to label it, you, you uh, had this I, great idea. I can't idea tell you all the stuff I recorded. Like, oh my God, this song is going to yeah. change the world. And then the next thing you know, the next day, you can't find the tape. And you're like, oh my God, what happened to it? So it's so much easier now to be creative and and not spend your time being a technician. Yeah. You know, so you just spend your time getting your ideas out uh, until you're going to record it for real. And then you spend, you know, more time engineering and whatnot. I still have that. Brian just joined us, by the way. Brian just snuck in from this. I'm late. That's okay. we were we were talking about um, computers and football, mm-hmm. and now that we brought up new ideas and how easy they are to put on and save, is there do is there new kicks music in the works? At some you point, you came in right at the right time. Yeah. At some point, yeah. well, we've been talking about it, but 
you've been playing so much, we haven't had a chance to get together, but but we will eventually. Yeah, and then we did the uh, yeah, the, the Fuse Thirty thing was yes. uh, you know that took up a year and a half of our time, and, and we're actually coming out with vinyl, so that'll be out soon. And then um, last time last time we spoke to Bo Hill before he went to the Amazon, he he really wanted to go there. I don't know. It just goes. <laughs> is, is he working at an Amazon center, or he no. went down to the jungle? He goes down there to fuck off. He's he was you know he goes from Africa to the Amazon and back to Texas. And but Bo wants to remix Midnight Dynamite. Yeah. Because that was his baby, and uh, and we we were talk we were talking last time we saw him in Houston, and it was his idea. It was like it was like hey, this was really fun to do blow my fuse, but I'd really like to remix Midnight Dynamite. Yeah. And Steve was like, you, you know, are you crazy? That's that mix is so great. And Bo is just like, man, I can beat it. I can beat that mix. I can beat it. And we're like, okay. So you know, so we've been kind of looking at that as a, a, a possibility. Maybe we we'll do that next. And then when we you do can, that, if Bo makes it back from the Amazon, <laughs> he doesn't get eaten by any Aborigines. Oh wait, Aborigines are in Australia. Well, he was there. Just that was where he went before he went to the Amazon. So. He's going over there to buy a TT fly. Yeah, he's going over there to punch kangaroos in the nuts. Yeah. Um, so, are, is there potential to do like how you guys are doing the blow my fuse in its entirety? Are you gonna when if you redo mix Midnight Dynamite? Are you gonna do that? Yes, that's for you. Oh, thank you. I just wanted to make sure. No, that's for you. That's okay. Thank you, guys. Um. Sure. Why that, not? Now that we've done that one, we we'll probably we'll probably have to do it. But it's like, oh. yeah. But yeah. I did that. I did it when, when we decided to do blow my fuse in its entirety. I remember going, oh man, because there's a couple songs I just was dreading. But once you once you learn a song, it, you know. I told Mark that I got to see it at M3 last year, and I didn't know you guys. Oh, were that was do- near the beginning. Of I it did too. not know yeah. that you guys were doing that. Now I was like, oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> I, I saw you the year that you you were the only guitar player. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was mm-hmm. that was amazing too. I mean, it's of course it's better Ryan when you're complete. Yeah. But yeah, you you killed it, dude, for real. There's a lot of homework. Yeah. There's a lot. You pulled it off. And I I totally I respect and I'm a, I'm a sentimental guy. It it was touching that you guys said this is his spot. That's his spot. It's staying yeah. empty till he comes back. Yeah. A lot you could could have just filled someone in. We could have, but yeah, we had some people that you know were sort of in the wings, but we didn't. We just felt like. I mean, I, I know personally. I just thought, you know what? I can I can just do it. You yeah. know, why, why go through? Because it would have been more work to try to show somebody else the songs and you know go through that whole thing and have to rehearse. And, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't about Ronnie. It was just about the work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest way. <one. laughs> Sometimes the path of less resistance is the easiest thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So. Where can all all the stuff we're talking about? Let's talk about where everybody can find all the information about Kicks, tour info, maybe buy some merchandise, maybe buy some music. I, I'm sure you guys are on iTunes and oh yeah, all yeah, that for but sure. Where's what's the catch-all for for info? Kicksband.com. Okay. And one thing that I will say is that we had. Um, uh, we've just acquired all the licensing for all of our back catalog from Rhino, and so um, uh, Fuse 30 never made its way onto Amazon, and so it was only available through Pledge Music or direct through our web store. But now it's going to be everywhere. 
So we have a new licensing deal and we're printing up more product. And so Fuse 30 will be available everywhere probably within two months. Oh, but on our website, there's a, uh, there's a store link. You can get t-shirts there. Um, everything but Fuse 30 is available on Amazon. Uh, and you know Spotify, you can listen to. You can stream everything. I think Fuse 30 is on Spotify, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. So you can get um, uh, and come to shows and get merchandise that you can't get in our online store. Yes. <laughs> well, local. Local, yeah. We don't yeah, we don't travel, we don't travel with travel merchandise. Much. That's why we have the online store. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's too no... hard to take the stuff on an airplane. And, yeah. You know, get somebody to sell it, and then uh, you know, then you got to worry about the. One more crew member. Well, it's it's or you know somebody you don't know is selling your merch, and then it just that gets too complicated for us. We we like to, you know, like we were talking about earlier with touring, we like to streamline it. Yeah, yeah. You were saying because so you guys basically fly in for the most part, correct? Mm -hmm. Do you have everything backlined, or do you bring your gear? It depends. Like tonight, you know, this is only three hour drive from. Hagerstown, it's about a four hour drive from my house in Northern Virginia. And so our crew just drives all our stuff up here. Okay. And we have a trailer and a truck and all that stuff. Um, and I think our, our limit generally is about five hours away from the general DC area. Like if we go to Jersey, we'll take our stuff. If we go to, oh, um, even all the way up yeah, to even all the way up to Connecticut, Connecticut. yeah. So, so you guys are gonna come to like, Cleveland to like see me. Hours. You know, yeah. Cleveland would be a toss-up. It'd be, it's like, would we bring our own gear or would we fly there? You know, that yeah. we'd have to look at it and see what the flights look like because it's just outside of that. You know, and we played Mohegan Sun's better. Mohegan Sun's that's, too far. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the limit. That's but we played a gig in Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. And we drove our gear out there. So we would probably, you know, probably yeah, San, drive Yeah, Sandusky is like about two hours. Did you, while you're at in Sandusky, did you guys have time to go to Cedar Point? I have been to Cedar Point when I was a kid because, you know, I told you earlier, my parents were from Erie. So I had been there before, yeah. but we didn't have time to. Um, where did we play? We played some... Uh, we played was it the, the bike rally? The yeah, bike we, yeah, it was uh, Lowe's. Oh, Remember, was we, it was the Lowe's yeah. parking lot. And we were making jokes that it's one oh. step away from the puppet show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my back went out there. Was like the yeah, that's right. right. I could yeah, imagine. Guns was playing with us. LA Guns played with us. I could yeah. imagine you guys on like the, like the um, I can't even think of what the new roller coaster is all super high. Like Steve going down the hill with one of those screens. Where, where did we play? We played in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, what was the name of that? The roller coaster. Oh, the, well, the Magnum has been re the Magnum was the biggest in like '90, and now they like now they have one that goes so fast you don't even have time to shit your pants. It's like 18 oh, yeah. seconds. It goes, it goes like just like 120 miles an hour. It's it's so fast. Your head whips back and you're done. And it's like you wait two and a half hours for that. And it's like that's not for me. But the problem is, <laughs> like I hate waiting in line, but. But but the problem is there's those people that buy the fast pass. Oh yeah, and they get they, and they cheat and it's like they cut in front of you. Yeah, and it's like, come on, back of the line with the rest right. of us peasants. Right. Like those old wooden roller coasters. Yes. Well, that's the, what they had. That's what I was gonna say. This place we played in Little Rock had the roller coaster. They had this old wooden roller coaster that they bought from 
Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. <laughs> oh, is that where that came from? Yeah. Did it? Did yeah. they? Did they give him bubbles for free with it? No, but it was it was uh, it was a rickety ass looking roller coaster. Yeah. I can tell you that. But uh, but it was it was still cool because it was like classic, you know. Yeah. Uh, there there was a, um, they eventually replaced all those from Cedar Point, but there was another um, amusement park closer to Cleveland mm-hmm. called Joggle Lake. It actually was the had a SeaWorld attached to it. Oh, really? And that had old rickety, like, the roller coasters, like, mm-hmm. the kind that throw your back out when you're a kid. <laughs> oh, man, but... Give you whiplash. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's like, oh, man, so much fun when you're a kid, and then when you're an adult, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I can't believe how fun I thought this was, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, God, I can't remember the last time I was on a roller coaster. It's been a while. I think the last time I was at, um, what you call it? What's that place out there in California? Disneyland? No, I don't know. Wally, Wally World. Oh, Wally World. Oh, okay. Oh, there, there is really a Wally World? No, it's the one they used in a movie. Oh, okay. But it's at, uh, why can't I think? Is uh, it? Magic Mountain. Magic Mountain? Mountain. Yeah. Is, that, is that right across from Disneyland? No, it's right across from the, um, the prison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Disneyland's down in Anaheim. It's okay. down below LA. Right. And uh, the other one's above. Up north. It's at north, Valencia. So you guys were just at the whiskey mm-hmm. last week. Yep. So obviously you flew there. Do you do you just do you just grab a couple guitars and go? Yeah, pretty Is much. Is that what you do? We take well, we take our own in-ear monitors with us. So we have a we have about ten pieces of luggage we take. Mm-hmm. Um, that has all of our in-ear monitor gear, and Jimmy has some trigger pads that he yeah. takes, and and so, but Brian and I would just travel with like two guitars and our and our pedals that we need, yeah. and cables, well, and that's pretty much it. The first whiskey gig I did where I wasn't actually living there. Yeah. I, I've oh been yeah. Living so. in California for the last 26 years. Oh really? So anytime we do the whiskey, I just grab my favorite amp and bring it with me, and so I have my own stuff. Yeah. Oh, you have? Is it so still out there? Is local for no, me. no, no. Oh, I live in Nashville, okay. so it's all yeah. there. <laughs> but pretty much, I mean, it, anytime we fly, it's two guitars on your back and and a suitcase and. Yeah, yeah. And, and we can get the, we can get the job done. gear. Well, and all of our all of our in ear monitor crap. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a it's a lot of stuff, but we we get it done. Yeah, it's not as much as the, all the drum set, all the amps, everything, no. and no. the merchandise as right. you say. Yeah, it's it's tough to justify, you know, bringing all that stuff. You know? So, um, what what two get what two get, do you always bring the same two guitars with you? Do you have like two that you love? Well, I have my main guitar, which is. 71 Tele. Okay. But the other one I alternate between. It depends on what we're doing in the set. Like sometimes I bring a Strat. Tonight I brought my Gold Top, which is. I just swapped it out. I had a an old 75 Standard that I was lugging around. But this Gold Top. It's a 71 Gold Top, too. And it's. Man, it sounds so good. So I swapped it out. So yeah. this is the first gig for this one for a while. Did you always bring the same two bases? I, 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 most of the time I do, but I've been the last year and a half or so I have a pretty large guitar collection so I take um, there's I have a 76 uh, um, burgundy glow Rickenbacker that I like a lot and I bring that out sometimes and then I got the new uh, uh, Duff McKagan Fender um, uh, jazz special yeah. and I was I played that over the summer some uh, that's a really fun bass to play um, mostly I bring my Warwick's though because they're light 
So they're like I was I was lugging fenders around all summer. I was just playing fenders and Rickenbackers, and the Warwicks are four pounds lighter. So I started. Walk, I was walking through the airport. I'm like, God, why am I so tired? <laughs> you know? as, as, as we get older, that we start thinking of this stuff. Well, the stuff. jazz bass and the precision bodies are just big, you know. Do you ever think as a bass player, I never break a string. I only need one bass. No, because I, I have broken strings because yeah. I'm a really aggressive player. And I don't, uh, I, I just have learned over the years that you just have to have, to have two of everything. Yeah. So I got two wireless packs, you know, two sets of pedals, two... To everything, yeah. and and I always carry. I think there was one time this summer that I combined a, a I combined a, a North Dakota gig with uh, a Yosemite backcountry uh, hike that I did. And so I only brought one bass because I'd had to stash my bass somewhere in Yosemite. Oh, yeah. And if I was going to get one stolen, I was just going to get one stolen, yeah. not two. Yeah. You can't right? trust Yosemite right. Sam out there, right? Yeah. So. Um, uh, so I did. That was the only time in many, many years that I brought one one bass to, to a yeah. gig, and I was I was nervous too. I was like, man, it's, hope there's somebody else here that I can borrow a bass from if I break a string. But I put new strings on it, and luckily the you know nothing went wrong. So knock on wood, that was my one uh, you know foray into the taking the chance of just bringing one guitar. So, so but it worked out. So Brian, do you? Uh, Mark was saying he does a Rush tribute band. Do you do any other musical endeavors? Well, I was doing uh, Rhino Bucket up until this past year. Oh, yeah, and I remember reading it. Yeah. That's done. Is there anything new from you? No, nah, but I just recently moved to Nashville, so... Everybody lives yeah, in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure something... Will something will pop up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. But I've done, over the years, I've done other things here yeah. and there. In, in fact, I did... Uh, that Charlie Overby thing. When was that? Like four years ago. Oh yeah. It, we had that, some downtime. There were some good gigs too, right? Yeah, we we did a five five dates with um, Blackberry Smoke opening up. It was singer songwriter guy. Okay. And I was just filling in. It was just a fill in. It wasn't yeah. like one of my projects. But you're staying active. Yeah. You yeah. still you still obviously you still love playing music if you yeah. can do stuff like that. Yeah. Well, this is a cool gig. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah. yeah, they sent me free stuff. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, and you got to be friends with all those Blackberry Smoke guys, too. So, yeah. so we, um, I was asking him about, like, a tour. Like, because I know, like, one of the things is a lot of uh, people are like, God, I wish Kicks would tour. I wish they would come here. And I know there's a demand, but like you said, logistically. So you guys are open to expansion sure. for the right. If you know, it works every, for you. Every time we see the guys in Tesla, they're like, oh, we're going to take you guys out on tour with us. So it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it could be that they have asked uh, uh, who that their guy asked our guy and their guy didn't offer enough money. Yeah. Who, who yeah. knows? We're not, you know, if it's something that's not uh, viable, yeah. our agent won't even bring it to us because he knows what our parameters yeah, are. Yeah, it is expensive to tour. Yes, and plus, like, what I said before, it would be it would be sad for you guys to do forty minutes when you have such a vast catalog. But I know, I know the right tour package would make it worthwhile. Yeah, our very first tour was that that with Rat way back in the old days, and, and I remember that was our very first like tour bus and arenas 
and we only had a half hour, but man, we condensed that energy into that half hour, and then, you know, those other guys had to follow us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I will say, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass or blackberry smoke up your ass. You guys are incredible live. I've Thanks. I've seen you like probably the last five six years at M3. We've been doing it a long time. And you, I, because I haven't, I didn't know about it before that, or I would go every because don't let don't let this fool you. I do love the what they call hair metal, mm-hmm. and I lo- it, I listen to other music, but I love it, like because the good stuff is amazing. Of course, the bad stuff is no good, mm-hmm. but you guys like some of those bands couldn't play their way out of a paper bag yeah. you guys still sound amazing Steve still sounds amazing I was telling him the band sounds great you guys look like you're having a blast up there you know do you think um, that it's because you know you have such an amazing catalog that people love and that makes it more fun for you guys or do you just love each other that much well the catalog makes it easier but um, yeah we don't have to play shitty songs yeah, <laughs> we play but, all good songs. Yeah, but just you know, our fans are just so um, relentless. <laughs> yeah, I mean they love us. That's and, a good way and, to put it. Yeah, a show like that, especially especially Merryweather, you come out there and it's just like yeah. you know, ten thousand people. Yeah. I mean, you guys, it's it's criminal in my mind that you guys did not become a big, huge band. I mean, I know you had your your moment, and that's great because. You guys, nobody in the band is working at 7-Eleven now or anything like that. You're all still musicians, professional musicians. Yeah. So, but it's criminal that you guys aren't, like, even, like, a Tesla-level band that tours all the time like that. We do. And that, and that... We have a lot of shows, but we got... I think we just heard today that for next year we already have, was it 38 shows? I, I didn't we already have 30, 30 some shows, so we, we we play like anywhere between like forty five to sixty shows a year. Yeah. It's just, just not on a tour list. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? The fly, fly there. Yeah, it's, fly and fly. Yeah, every, every weekend, there's either one or two shows going. Yeah. So, so it is a you know a, a tour length. Well, I shouldn't have said like the touring, like how Tesla does that. Maybe more of like a household name, like mm. people who love this like rock and roll should be hip to kicks in the catalog is i guess is what i meant to say mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. well it's, it's funny because i mean even now i mean there's it seems like every show we do i meet somebody that's like oh man it's the first time i've got to see you guys and you know it's crazy there's still those people out there but they end up being like fans for life after that yeah. and, and so it, it seems like it's still kind of building anyway yeah. so I know one year we we came out, and uh, that was the year Tammy from Fast Pussycat was in the hospital. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm friends with those guys, and we all came up front and we were watching you guys. And Danny, oh, Slim Danny, Tender, Danny. was losing his Danny's goddamn mind. He's like, he he looked at me and he said, "Mikey, Kicks is one of my absolute favorite bands." He's oh, like, Danny. he's like, when they're on. They're the best band on the planet. And he's like, and they're fucking on tonight. And he was losing his mind. <laughs> Danny's a sweetheart. Yeah. I've known Danny since he lived at his mom's house. Oh, in, yeah. In D.C., right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Laurel. Laurel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right by the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of Kicks fans out there, you know. But it's it should be a more vast audience, you know. That it's like some people missed out. A lot of people missed out. And well, it's if we get shame. that call from Guns and Roses, it might help us a little bit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think Junkyard the might be waiting for that call tour. too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead, they have some shitty band of teenagers opening for them. Yeah, yeah. They, didn't they have Royal Blood one? I don't even know who that I is. don't even know who they have. They're, they're not bad. For a new band, they're, they're, they rock pretty good. Okay. But they're not kicks, is what I'm Well, saying. they're not, yeah. yeah. They haven't been playing that long. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it would be cool to, to sort of branch out on some of these other festivals that aren't just, just 80s. Yeah. Festivals. Yeah. Because yeah. we're sort of stuck on that circuit right now. Yeah. And we get and once in a while we'll get cool. yeah yeah some European stuff would be good. Like we get on a festival like Rocklahoma that yeah. has you know new bands, old bands. You know we do that once every like three or four years or something yeah, like that. Like they, so it would be nice to get on more of that of those types yeah. of festivals. Yeah, like they should like they should incorporate like uh, what's it called? It, it, for a long time it was Rock on the Range. Now it's called Sonic right. Temple. They should have they should have like rock bands like you guys and like instead of just all the monster bands and all the um you know that kind of stuff mix it up yeah because a lot of people only like what's spoon fed to them they're afraid to go out and look for something on their own and discover this whole world of beautiful music out there mm-hmm. waiting for them i agree with you on that for sure you know like who would be if you if you could say put together a festival like like a one day festival what bands would you have on there with you guys any band like you could you could say any any band that's still together obviously now we'll leave Led Zeppelin and the Beatles out of it <laughs> but like who would you who would it be for you for me I would say uh, you know I think Kicks and Guns and Roses is a is a great matchup um and I, I, I would say that um, Kicks and Faster Pussycat is a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, you can play with Faster guns, Pussycat anytime. I'm know, talking like somebody that you that you would be like, all right, this is who, three bands. I mean, yeah, Danny would no. come and Danny would uh, kidnap sure, those sure. guys and drag them to come play with you guys. Sure, but um, you know, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Kicks, ACDC, whatever's left of them. What, <laughs> Well, whatever they can they can scrape together, you know, and call ACDC. But that would be a that would be a, a good uh, a good lineup, and maybe even you know, maybe even dare I say Motley Crue. Yeah. I always liked Motley Crue. I love Motley Crue, but they're, I mean, really, I went to the farewell tour because mm-hmm. same. Course. I saw it three times, and I was like, ah, it's all right. I, it, the spectacle it was, was amazing. Yeah, I thought they um, they did well with the tracks for Vince's voice but you can tell but you, tell. You, you did you ever really go to see Motley Crue for Vince's voice no but that being said one of the reasons they don't have a band like you guys on there is because you blow them off the fucking stage I mean let's be honest well that's why we never got the, the cool tours in the I mean days. let's we be honest thought like we always wanted like who I'm trying to think of I can't think of a band but but yeah, a lot of people were intimidated by us, and, and I, you know, we gave uh, Rad a lot of like 
credit for for actually having the courage to have us on. Yeah. You know. And it's yeah. not an ego thing, though. I mean, now we're all older. Mm-hmm. It's a genuine thing. Maybe back when you were young, and you know, had that fucking fire in your belly. Yeah, like, every night you're like, yeah, arrogant. And we blew him off the fucking stage. But now you're just like, it's in retrospect, you're yeah. like, yeah, we did. You can mm-hmm. you can pat yourself on the back for that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how fu- everybody like drools all over Warren. It's the whole band. Right. Your whole band, like, you know, yeah. it's in the yeah. song. I, I love Rat. I Don't love Rat wrong too. too. Yeah. I saw Rat at M3. I mm-hmm. thought they sounded great. Mm-hmm. I saw them two weeks or I'm sorry, I didn't see them two weeks before. I saw Stephen Piercy on his own. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he does different when he's on his own than when he's with Rat, but on his own sounds like a guy trying to sound like the old Stephen Piercy <laughs> and not pulling it off. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, you guys were like, "Hey, man, this is our festival. You better bring it, and you right. better sound good." I don't know what you did, but in those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hit or miss with me. Yeah, I think he's, he, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a couple guys out there that are, you know, used to be really great front men and really great singers, and they're just not, they're, they're just not trying. They don't have, uh, they don't have the fire, you know. I mean, you know, I don't know what, what you can, you can quantify as saying, quote, the fire, but when we go out on stage, we each have our own level of excellence that we, expect of ourselves and that adds up into kicks so Steve you know warms up for an hour before we go on stage and Brian warms up and everybody's focused on this one gig and uh, doing the best that we personally can do it's not like you could take a night off even though I'm going to be sitting down tonight I'm going to be sitting down on the job tonight yeah so Uh, um, I I will say like I said to someone I'm sorry I take that back. It was two years ago that you guys did the Blow My Fuse in its entirety. Last year, because it been three years ago, coming up on three years, was when you were the only guitar player. Because last year, I remember we were in the back. Because when I said Blow My Fuse, I was right under you on the box, just taking pictures the whole time. um, Because... this, this security guard, Sar- Sarge, is the one who sneaks us all up there. He's just like, he's like this giant uh, Viking. He walks around in the kilt. Yeah, he, I know you're like, about. The one year with Danny and all of them, he just put us right in front of everybody in the front row. And he's just standing there. You know, Danny's like eight feet tall, blocking everybody with his cowboy <laughs> yeah. hat. But the next year was when you did, and I was right under your box. So last year, yeah, we were in towards the back. I remember yeah. that. But I was like, when you were like, I'm like, these guys play like this is their first and last show. This is their one and only shot. Not that, like, an am, in an amateur way. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are giving it everything because you don't know if there's going to be another one. Even if you have a show the next night, you leave it all out on the stage. That's the only way we know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. we, yeah. It's just all just, those early days of, it was just... That's the way we did it, and that's the, the only way we know how to do yeah. it. But like I said, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I love your music. I'm not gonna lie. You're not one of my. You're not in my top ten favorite ba- all-time bands. I do love you guys, so don't take that as a knock. <laughs> but you definitely are top ten live bands for me to see. Thank you. Thank For you. real. I mean, I, I probably listen 
to your music more than most people. I am definitely a fan. So I, I don't think that I'm that Kicks is even in my top ten. <laughs> How about you? I don't even know if I have a top ten. <laughs> Brian only has a top three. <laughs> what's, your, think, what's your top three, Brian? Brian don't ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's hard. I, I mean, I just did the, the last interview I did. They asked me that. I, I get asked that a lot, and I'm never prepared for that. Okay. Question. Well, what's your what's your top three? Because midday afternoon snacks. Then we'll leave music snacks. out. Snacks. Yes. What are your favorite snacks? Oh, snack? I don't snack. You don't snack? I have one meal, lump, big lump of meat what's, in the middle of the day. What's your favorite meal? Ribeye, uh, steak, bacon, and eggs. Okay. What about you? For food? Yeah, so so we don't do the top three bands. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't eat red meat, so usually it'll be uh, just some kind of chicken or turkey or pork or something, so... Uh, you know, I'm not real particular. Like some people say, uh, you know, oh, I live to eat, and and uh, I just eat to I live. Do. I just eat eat and eat enough. What I, <laughs> I love to eat. I just eat enough to get by and stay alive. You know, I'm not really like super. That's like Steve. You know, yeah. he just eats well, he I'm, has to. I'm a little more into it than Steve does. Like I'll, you know, I'll be particular about a type of sandwich, but. Steve only eats Subway and. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Isn't that funny that some people only eat certain things? Like he'll, he'll we'll find, you know, we'll be driving along in the new town wherever we land, and it'll be like, oh, there's, there's a Subway for Steve, and he's like, okay, good, I'm set. Uh, and we'll go, Brian and I'll go find somewhere decent to eat. Steve will just go Subway and get something. Usually. Oh man, if, yeah, I, if so. I eat Subway, I gotta look for like a nice clean bathroom. It's just, <laughs> oh, it's the worst. I don't know what it is about that stuff. Yeah, it works for him though. It oh. keeps him keeps him light. You know, it's not too heavy for him. So. Yeah, okay. But that's the first thing I do when we get into a town is I get my laptop out and do a search for like the cool diner in town. Yeah. That's and I'll just favorite. go with him because I know he never misses. So it's like, that one you talked me out of. I'm I know, I did. I talked you out of that one. I that don't know the, about that one. <laughs> isn't it amazing when you go to like a diner and they have like this eight-page menu and yeah. the kitchen is like oh, the ones tiny. In Jersey are like, yeah. yeah, all the ones and in they're Jersey all Greek. Like they're all Greeks, aren't they? Yeah. It's like they, they you or want Italians. yeah, and you you want something some dish from like Indonesia. Oh, it's on the menu. You want something yeah. from, like, you want yeah. an all-American cheeseburger. It's everything. What a great time to be alive. Yeah, Just Bri- think. Brian has a way of finding the, the right diner. They, whatever they have on their website or whatever it is that draws him to that particular diner, it's a, always a home run. Yeah. So I always just... You know, we usually get up at the same time, and I'll text him, say, hey, you ready to go eat? You know, about around noon or so. Yeah. So, uh, but, but, yeah, favorite foods are... Man, that's a... It's such a general thing, the way that we eat, I guess, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, I've got mine down to just yeah. steak. Yeah, carnivore. Just me. Yeah, just me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm, I try to live a vegetable-free lifestyle. Like, just a very <laughs> scant few. Yeah, no, you don't eat vegetables. They're overrated. Like, like, when, I, overrated. when I go and eat wings, I'm like, and I eat the celery and my stomach gets upset, I'm like, it was the celery. Yeah, it can't, be the, can't be the wings, yeah. you know? It was the celery, of course. It grows in dirt. Yeah, it grows in dirt. So, since we're not going to talk about favorite bands let's talk about important stuff like scooby-doo did you like it with or without scrappy oh without yeah yeah for sure i mean uh 
you know those and, and and I didn't even like when they you could tell when they substituted a voice yeah and I was oh, like oh Flintstones. you can't do that See, yeah I'm they started school. to do that on the yeah. Flintstones too you every once in a while you get Barney and it's like that's it's not the wrong Barney, Barney. <laughs> yeah that's not the right Barney yeah, yeah. but yeah definitely Scrappy was a punk it was just a it was a distraction it wasn't necessary yeah you know what about so, so you, you said the Flintstones. Were you more of a Wilma guy or a Betty guy? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Oh, Betty looked a little trashy. Yeah, maybe I Betty. I think I was like... I'd go with Betty. Yeah. She'd <laughs> be a little more adventurous. Okay. Wilma would be a little stiff. But, but I don't know. But she's you know. a redhead. You know what they say about yeah, the redheads. Yeah, but, you know, they're also a pain in the ass. That's true. All us, <laughs> all us gingers are nothing but problems. Yeah, but what about... Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. I go with Marianne. Marianne. I, I got to say Marianne, yeah. I'm going Lovey Howell all day long. All that money, yeah. she's probably going to die soon. Yeah, just, and then you're set. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, those were great shows, though. I mean, we all grew up on those. And I know. I'm trying to think of... So if you go to Three's Company, did you prefer it with... Mr. Furley or Mr. Roper? Uh, which one was Don Knotts? Furley. Yeah. He was better. For sure. Well, Don yeah, Don yeah, Knotts. He was great, wasn't he? He was the best. Yeah. It's like he, he just, yeah, he definitely added to that show. He was always like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. What, what a great, great guy he was. Yeah. Then he's always like, what was the place Larry always went to? The Regal Beagle? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did you, did you ever come, right. like when you were touring back in the day, did you ever come across a Regal Beagle in any city? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. But I'm sure there was more than... I'm trying to steer like away a, from the music questions because you get those all those There's things. a Cheers yeah. every, you know, I mean... Oh yeah, every city's got a Cheers yeah, and so they lame. all look the same. Yeah, you know? so lame. So did you guys hit a diner up here or did you just eat No, here? we just ate here. They, they got really great food, food, right? Yeah, it was I'm good. This yeah. guy one planned out near the airport. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he's already got it on his <laughs> dossier. Yeah, he's flying home, so we're driving after the show. Yeah. We'll so, tonight, so. so we know who's in charge of the band. <laughs> <laughs> flying home. Well, I guess we should kind of wrap this up so you sure. guys could uh, warm up for your gig here. Yeah, we got plenty so, of time. Kicksband.com, mm-hmm. correct? Yep, and you can get uh, the merch there. Um, tour dates are there. Um, it's Kicksband on Instagram. And official kicks on Facebook, and uh, I think it's Kicks Band on Twitter too. But I just cross post to Twitter, so I don't really, I don't really so dig into Twitter too hard. Do you run the, Do you run the, the social media, mm-hmm. or do you have someone do no, it? No, I do all the social with uh, well with our, our manager Madeline. She does some of it too. So we, her and I, do it together. But mostly, I get stuck with it. <laughs> so, so. People can when something goes wrong, they come to me. So people could also send you a message on the on the Facebook page right, and, and the tell you diner yeah. suggestions That's in right. case you missed something. Right. Well, then they I would can... tell Brian. They yeah. would just go on his. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they go on his. Yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. Usually, it's like yeah. It's not so. Nah. <laughs> so Brian <laughs> likes to do his own research. Yeah. So thank you for the suggestions. You, you could do a com- comparative shopping list. Fancy place. It's like. No, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. you know what you should do is you, sh- uh, you should start, like, a, 
Do people still do blogs? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think don't know people just My girlfriend did. Well, my ex-girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, I think some people do. I think the people that still do them are the ones that were actually monetizing it somehow. But We should do that for you. Well, I've been... Instead I, of dr- diver... What is it? Drivers? Dines and Dash? What's that? Dives and drive. Diners with Guy Federer. However, the, how the fuck does he have five initial, five letters in his name, and he says Guy Ferretti? It's no, like no, it looks like Fierro. Fierro. Yeah. Fierro. Fucking, <laughs> he goes everywhere. We should. We need to get you involved in that somehow. Well, I've had people suggest, like, yeah. like you should do, a, you know, the, the live like cooking show thing. Yeah. And this well, hopefully, and that. somebody from the Travel Channel will call him. Yeah. And, uh, well, I even have make a, him an offer. I have I got a thing. Um, I have a tripod and I got an attachment for my phone. But then I couldn't. I just couldn't figure out how to make it work to cook and deal with that by myself because I don't have anyone there to like film me. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't figured it out yet. But we should get you like doing some of that. Like do rock and roll diners or something. Yeah. Something. And because I would the same meal every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get you get the same thing at everything, at every and, diner, you, and, and you rate, rate them all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I mean, because that that's more, that's easier to like a hard and fast ranking. That's easier than saying who's your favorite guitar player. Mm-hmm. You could say this place has the best steak and eggs, and and you could do taste tests. Yep. And you could prove that shit. You could prove it. You could prove it. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be opinion based. That's for sure. So It'd just be a fact. You would never go to a Waffle House. <laughs> I don't say never, but probably. Well, we used to call them awful house. Awful. I call. I still call them the awful house. Yeah. So, uh, but they do have good pancakes. Though. Well, the one thing I would get. Well, I, I wouldn't get now because I don't eat bread anymore. But the, their egg sandwich was safe. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing I would get there. I get. I. I'm one of them people that I look at those menus, even the Waffle House, the two-sided one, uh-huh. or the eight-page diner thing. Yep. I order the same thing <laughs> from the same place every time. It may be something different at this place or this place. You could ask my girlfriend. We'll go to like 10 or 11 different restaurants. I'll look at the menu. I'll order the same thing. I like to see that there's eight pages of stuff. Mm-hmm. I might want to I want to know there's Brussels sprouts available, right, but I'm case. never going to get them. Right. I'm going to get the same thing like you and the steak and eggs every time. Do, man. Oh, oh man. Waitresses hate me because I, <laughs> I'll, I'll get on there and I'll, I'll pick out the main thing. And then I'll go, but I don't want any of that other junk yeah. with it. And no then I'll bread. Look, and then I look through the menu and I'll go, oh, this thing has bacon in it. Okay, I want bacon with that. Yeah. And then I'll see if they cook eggs past breakfast, and it's like I want an egg with that too. So I just pick out stuff off of it, yeah. off other dishes and have them right. throw it in. It's like when you go, we used you know, to go to your grandma's it. house. Right. Yeah, can I have that? Exactly. Yeah. And then exactly. they have to try to figure out how to charge me for it. So yeah. They hate me. Yeah. Oh, I'm the same way. I'll be like, I want, I don't, I never want a pickle. On my plate, because okay. the juice will get in. Yeah, it'll it be smirch your bun, and yeah. I'm like the only Jewish person in the world that hates pickles. <laughs> it's like I don't want a pickle on my plate. I don't want the tomato. I'm like, if, so if there's one on there, I'm like, oh, I want to send it back. And then if it leaks into your fries, so I get what oh, you're yeah, saying. That's, but you should be able to order stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. So particularly look, with yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go to somewhere cheap like Cracker Barrel and end up paying like like twenty five dollars for, for for my meal because I got all these extras. Right, like those specialty swaps. out the sirloin for a ribeye. And, you yeah, know, that whole thing. right, right. <laughs> yeah, can I uh, exchange the baked potato for another right. steak? Right, yeah. exactly. Right. I hear you. Well, we're gonna wrap this up. So look for Brian's 
cooking slash diner show eventually. Uh-huh. And if, for all your IT needs, get a hold of Mark. Yeah. And in the meantime, while they're, make sure you check out Kicks. Yep. Check out Kicks. Look up, check out Brian's uh, Instagram for uh, excellent foodie pics. Yeah, if you want to get hungry in the middle of the night, go to my Instagram. It's at <laughs> forsyth.brian, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's at Forsyth.com. How do you stay so thin if you eat so much? Because I only eat meat. No carbs whatsoever. Zero carbs. I tried that. It's only only animal products. Getting a little Mm -hmm. loopy in the head. It takes a little while to get used to. I eat fat protein. Well, whatever you're doing works. Yeah, just remember, our grandparents, speaking of that, see, now you got me going again. <laughs> our grandparents would eat steak and eggs exactly. and bacon. Exactly. And they lived and I, forever. They lived to 110. And now everybody's like, oh, you got to watch your cholesterol. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, no, it's Give all me wrong. the cholesterol. Well, I have, a, I have a jar of bacon grease in my cupboard. Oh, to make the, to make sausage gravy? And I cook everything in bacon grease. Yeah. I remember my, my dad's second wife used to, Save all the bacon. Save all that bacon grease, and yeah, she'd yeah. make the like the white sausage gravy. Oh, it was good. It was really good. It's yeah, like anything cooked. Well, the old bacon. people know what they're Cheerios talking about. And bacon grease. Yeah, and it would probably be pretty good. Yeah, would <laughs> kill you though. Yeah, it was, the Cheerios. The Cheerios would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Bacon grease is good. Yeah, they say they're healthy for your heart, but that's oh, no, that's bullshit. No, 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 no. It's all scammed so by the doctors to get you in there to take care of you. Yeah. These are words of wisdom from the gentleman in Kicks. Right, that's right. (laughs) All right, everybody, kicksband.com, and follow them on all their social medias, and buy some merchandise and some albums. Yeah, and come out to see us. Yes, absolutely, come come see them. Yeah, if you come to see them, it's going to spoil you for most other bands. (laughs) I will say that right there, boom. Oh, thanks. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks for having us. Just listen to Maximum Threshold Radio Show. It is live every Saturday night, 8 p.m. until whenever the fuck they shut up. So tune in. It is pointless to resist.